This episode of the Bayou Dragons podcast is proudly brought to you by Dragon Industrial Rap. Fuse. Ready for any project, no matter how big or how small. Dragon Industrial Rap. And welcome back to another episode of the Bayou Dragons podcast. This is episode 40, and it is in San Antonio, Texas, at the Texas Trophy Hunters Association extravaganza they have way too many words on their uh, name today is me and mitch mccall and we are with two very uh interesting sw- interesting young, young i was gonna say new friends <laughs> i mean garrett and savannah i don't really don't remember y'all's last name so wait bond, bond? James Bond and Garrett Waits, and they are a part of the Texas State chapter of the Texas Trophy Hunters. And uh, we talked a little bit this yesterday. I was like, man, y'all seem like y'all would be pretty interesting people to have on to the podcast. And we'll go ahead and throw this in there. Savannah is the very first female ever on the podcast, so congratulations, golf clap. Anyway, Savannah, do you want to go first? Give us a little backstory of where you grew up. Got to Texas State and how you got involved into this? Yeah, for sure. So I grew up here in San Antonio, you know, in my hometown. And I never really was around, like, hunting and all that in the outdoors, you know, middle of San Antonio, not much going on there. And in high school, they offered an ag program. We were, like, an ag magnet school. And so once I got into that, I just realized that it was kind of my passion, stuff in the outdoors and all of that. And, yeah, I did livestock for a while. I did some mechanics classes and kind of narrowed down that I was more into the wildlife side of things, animals and all that. And then I found Texas State. My best friend went here, and I didn't really know they had an ag program at all, but I just applied because she went here, and I didn't want to go anywhere else. And then I found TTHA through one of my friends, Maya, and... That's, we're here now, and it's really grown since I joined, for sure, and we just want to keep growing it, and I think it's, I think we're doing great this year. 100%. Um, the chapter was re-enli- like reinstated in 2019. They started, like I guess, mid-2000s, they started a chapter, and it just, you know, college chapters go, they fall off over time, can't pick people to pick it back up and stuff, but... uh we had some boys back in 2019 that started us back up and kind of got us rolling in the right direction. And then, like, I guess the guys that kind of got me into it, they just graduated last year. You know a couple of them. Yeah. And uh, so they kind of were like, hey, you want to take the torch? We'll pass it off to you and see what you can do with it, you know? Hell, yeah. I, so Garrett is talking for our listeners. I would Garrett, kind of give us your background and then go into what what y'all do. Like, most people are going to be like, what What does this chapter do or whatnot, you know, so. For sure, for sure. So, uh, I grew up in South Austin, um, you know, just grew up playing sports my whole life and stuff. But, you know, first love was always hunting and fishing. Like, so I was just always out in the woods and stuff. Didn't play in video games or anything like that. So, you know, my dad introduced me to it at a very young age. And, you know, I, I was going to college, you know, I was going to do the whole frat scene and all that. And then I ran across this, you know, just an organization one day, and I was like, hey, it looks pretty cool. Joined it, and the boys were just, you know, they are having a good old time, just some good old boys having a good old time. Everyone here was very welcoming, you know. I couldn't personally handle, like, the frat 
frat scene too much. It just never really meshed with me because it got in the way with hunting season and stuff. So uh, kind of that torch got passed, and now it's just me and Savannah around the show. All the all our old people are gone. Mm-hmm. And what does, like, because you were telling me yesterday what y'all do, and that's what kind of got me, like, interested in having you on here because y'all do a lot of unique things for, you know, veterans and whatnot just kind of go in basically what you told me yesterday like I was like damn so you know being a college chapter you know TTHA like Texas Trophy Hunter Associates they gave us kind of a baseline of what they want us to do you know so we're required to come to these shows which I have no problem doing you know it's great networking and stuff but you know we are a college chapter and so we try to split up the partying and the fun times with you know business and have helping others and stuff so a lot of the stuff we do, whether it be in hunting season or in the off season, we go and work it with a big part. Like our biggest partner would be Trinity Oaks, probably. They do a lot of dream hunts, make a wish stuff, as well as wounded warriors or kids that are less fortunate, you know, or kids that have lost parents and like combat or first responders, stuff like that. And uh, we just got that opportunity last year, and we took we started off with them. We took one hunt in I think it was late December last year, you know, right around Christmas time. They had a couple of us come out, and uh, we had, I think, six kids. And they never shot a deer before. You know, they're all, they all have lost parents and to combat and stuff like that. And it was just a very eye-awakening experience. You know, I grew up with both parents in my life. They're still very involved in my life. So uh, being able to help those kids, you know, it's like – and seeing them hunt and shoot them first, the first deer and then all that stuff, you know, that was like – it was that buck fever you got when you shot your first deer all over again. And so, like – that gratitude that you feel from that, and then also just, like, the gratitude they show towards you. Like, I have kids that I've taken on hunts and stuff still reach out to me, you know, whether it's just asking me questions about just dumb shit in life or if it's, you know, hunting-related or just, you know, calling and say what's up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, so we started with Trinity Oaks. We talked to a couple people here um, helping Heroes Hunt. We talked to them yesterday. We looked like we are going to try to do something with them. But, you know, we got, we're got we all good college students. All got strong backs still. So they're like, hey, you want to come out and hunt with us and help us out, you know, because all this work that we're doing is, and all the organization we work for are nonprofits. So, you know, they don't have the funding, you know, pay a bunch of guides and stuff. So, you know, and they respect that. They understand that, you know, we're the next generation of hunters. We're the next generation of people in the outdoors bringing up awareness, whether it be for – What's up, Brady? How are you doing What's today? Up, boys? Um, so, you know, we're the we're the next growth of you know the outdoor scene, kind of like how y'all are. You know, what y'all stand for. It's kind of the same deal. But like I said, running with you know all those crews and stuff, it's a great time and it makes you feel good as a person. You know, and it just helps you get that many more people into a thing that's they're trying to push off and die. You know? Yeah. No, I I feel you. I've, I've, that's been one of our great things is we. Oh, I thought he was trying to say something. We've had um, multiple people reach out and be like, man, I uh, y'all got me into duck hunting. Y'all got me into deer hunting. Y'all got me just to start camping or doing outdoor shit or, you know, and it's a uh, very satisfying gratitude. But uh, do it. go ahead, sorry, Savannah. Sorry, no, sorry, go I did not tell me to Tell I me thought, to shut up. No. But, like, what Garrett was saying is just, like, being in TTHA has opened so many doors, not just for, like, fun in ourselves, but – the volunteer work and like getting to see like 
those kids' faces. And, like, Trinity Oaks isn't the only thing we do. Like, we do a lot of events with just our members, like tailgates. We did a crawfish boil that Yeah, that crawfish boil went crazy. Yeah, it, it was, was like so right fun. after y'all threw y'alls, and I was like, it's literally what I was like, dude, fuck it, let's do a crawfish boil. Everyone likes, you know, if you don't like eating crawfish, you like drinking cold beer or whatever and just hanging out. And I saw that video y'all posted on TikTok, and I was like, we're going to do the same thing. Kind of <laughs> copy y'all's narrative, you know? Hey. And which, you know, I got no problem admitting who I find interesting and stuff. So we threw a crawfish boil last year, and I had a couple alum members come by, and they, they told all of us that this was the best event they've had. And I was like, this is just a start. Y'all don't Hell even yeah. understand, you know? And That's good that y'all are, you know, pushing this. Y'all have 100%, you know, like I said, the frat life wasn't for me, but I wanted to feel a part of something, a group, you know. I got my best friends. I mean, they're here with me today. They joined the organization with me. And just like her, I'm sure, you know, her story's a little bit more interesting than mine, you know. But, uh, no, it's just awesome. I've met a lot of great people. I've met a lot of great opportunities, you know. There's a lot of kids that were in TTHA in the past, and they uh, they came out with jobs to do start their adult lives from TTHA, you know. One of our uh, ex-presidents, her name's Maya, she uh, she picked up a gig working yeah, with TTHA. Uh, she just moved to Kansas because she's working in a lab being like an embryologist, I'm pretty sure. And just through connections through TTHA and like just learning how to talk to people. And she that's how she got her job is through that. And I'm, I'm super proud of her. She used to be our president and she's just having a blast. She just had her training in Brazil. For like a couple weeks. Jeez. I know. It's crazy. She's down there catching those piranhas and giant peacock basses <laughs> yeah. and yeah. saying, I'm yeah. so jealous. So, uh, how many people are a part of y'all's organization? Y'all have a pretty good group of y'all. So, group? last year we took a major hit with a lot of people graduating, you know, because that's the class right after the 2019 class of boys that started up came through. But I'd say about right now we have about 60 active members that are very involved in what we do. But I'd say in total, probably 120 that are associated with us wear our merch or just you know are a part of us and stuff but uh that's like our main mission this year is to get more people in and i want everyone to feel like their opinion matters they're valued and like just come out and have a good time with us you know like hell yeah it's not just a core group yeah i think it's really nice especially like there's a lot not pressure but like you know most girls that go to college a lot of them do sororities you know and I just never felt like that was my scene but what I love about TTHA is that it's a big group of people like boys and girls and everyone feels heard like Garrett was saying like everyone gets to have an opinion you feel a part of the group and it's not really that pressure of like you have to be a certain way or you have to like Garrett was talking about he grew up like hunting and all of that and I didn't grow up doing that like I didn't get into that till like 2016 that was just never my scene, and I, and I loved it, but I just never really had those opportunities, and TTHA has definitely shown me that, like, you don't have to come from that background, you don't have to have all the nice hunting things and like that, so it's really nice knowing that you can feel part of a group even though you didn't come from the same places. The guy is telling us we have coffee ready. You need coffee, Mitch? I'm good. I just had a Celsius. <laughs> I will tell you this, man. These gas stations around here are trash. They're terrible. They're junk, Bro. man. Circle K's are terrible. Oh, it was not even Circle K. It was a uh, first stop. No. Was it a first stop? First stop. stop. They, I mean, I who doesn't have dip at a gas station? Yeah. Oh, we don't have that here. What? Yeah, yeah dude. It's junk. We're, we're in like a, like a very, very nice house. 
in the slums of San Antonio. One hundred percent. Like I'm like they they. It's the only house I've actually ever been in, and I've been a lot of places that it automatically locks. Like after sixty seconds, the front door locks itself. They're like, we ain't trying to get, <laughs> we ain't trying to get our. Uh, yeah, that is a, but it's a very nice place. Everybody else is a uh, still croaked at the house, man, Mitchell. Go. So what are, what's y'all story? Like I know y'all boys are boys from way back, but like, what's y'all story with Bayou Dragons and what? Like, what's y'all's narrative and mission with this whole deal, you know? You, got, you blew up pretty quick on TikTok, you know? Yeah, that, and then now y'all are into 40 episodes of a podcast, you know, merch is off the wall. The podcast, I give Porter props on the podcast because he was the one that was like, hey, man, let's start a damn podcast. Why not? So I'll let you take it, Porter. Yeah. Tell, tell our story. <laughs> well, so I've known Mitchell literally, and I've, I've said this before on podcasts. I've known him since we were five years old. Like on the playground, became buddies, and basically just grew up together. And we started, like I started deer hunting at a very young age. So did he. Like I shot my first deer when I was like nine, you know. And then it was two thousand eight, our eighth grade, going to freshman year. We uh, we just hunted all the time, and we're like, man, we need a name. You know, how kids are. We're like, we need a name for our group. We said, mm-hmm. Bayou Dragons. He can, and I will give it. He came up with it. We talked. We talked about it for months, and he came up with the name Bayou Dragon. So I was like, "Cool." I honestly don't. Remember. I was. I think it was more of a group effort. It was, but like I think we we kind of bounced back and forth between a bunch of shit, and yeah. like Bayou would be in the name or like, but the Bayou Dragon. I was like, "That's Mitchell," and then so we actually did start like. But I mean, we're like thirteen, fourteen years old. We tried starting like the social media, but that wasn't social media back then. With a. Just I think they want you to get forgot. some coffee, man. Yeah. Dude, that dude there. He need some coffee, he man. Coffee. That's part but of it. It is. Like, this is what happened last time. Sure. That people love that we stood up for the national anthem and did all that stuff on the last podcast. Oh, really? They're like, America. Hell yeah. <laughs> but um, so we just, but like, we ran it for a little bit, tried. We ended up getting like a thousand followers, which we thought was like dope as hell. When we're 13 years old. That's big shit right there. We're 13 years old with a thousand followers, and we just scrapped it. And then two years ago, Mitchell started posting our videos again on TikTok. I didn't even have a TikTok, and I was like, that shit. Well, Mitchell posted a couple of videos, like educational stuff, like this is how you feed call, this is how you hail call, this is how, this is what I would do throwing a spread out. And it just started, blew up. Like, we started getting, like, and we thought it was, like, awesome because he's, like, getting 15, 20,000 views. And then we are like, fuck it, let's bring it back. We did. And uh, really our main goal is just to share our outdoor experiences with people that, don't get the chance like you're saying you grew up wanting to or maybe wanting to didn't mm-hmm. have the opportunity and a lot of people are like live vicariously through our videos wow. if it's if it's hunting fishing i mean just hanging out and y'all are yeah. such and located in such a special part of texas where it there's nothing like it. you can't go anywhere that's like it yeah where you are from so yeah that's what i mean we're offering right now on online and doing it here like we're doing a raffle fifty dollars for two person two-day duck hunt in southeast texas which like you know be out in the marsh and people are I'm, i think people that the person doesn't win is definitely gonna be like this is very unique the situation That's we have awesome. so we're trying to do more stuff like that and um i've already talked to a couple of guys down there we're gonna try to get y'all and even the a&m guys behind us they uh try to get y'all hunt since y'all have all been super super cool nice to us buying our apparel and stuff like that well, of course i mean it's cool you yeah. know i'm gonna get y'all i'm definitely getting y'all down though we're having a uh, 
gumbo cook-off in January. 100%. Oh, we'll, be we'll be there. Y'all are going to have yeah. to come down. We're going to have live music. I don't know music. If we're going to be able to compete with y'all, but yeah. <laughs> maybe in the beer drinking. <laughs> hey, man. We're gonna, That's all Garrett. That's not me. We're going to – it's going to be a good time. We're going to have live music. It's going to awesome. be like, you know, a bunch of teams just doing it down at home. That'd be sweet. What, uh, what time – like what – what part of January are you thinking? It's mid, like, mid January. We gonna at least get through duck season. Maybe probably like do it right back. after duck season, huh? Uh, I have to look at the dates. We we got <laughs> the Wingfoot Club rented already, so I have to yeah. look at it. But anyway, yeah, I want to start getting more involved with doing community stuff. You know, because yeah. we got a bunch of people local that follow us, and you know, do, donate some money to a good cause, get a bunch of people together, have a good time. That's really what it's all about, man. Is having a good time. My little brother, I think, said it best. We all work our asses off, man. This is something we do on the side, you know. And a bunch of people take – and hunting is something to take serious at times, man. But we work a lot. And when we go hunting, we like to have fun, ha- do everything ethically, of course. But we like to have a good time when we're hunting, man. That's kind of what I like to, to put out there. It doesn't have to be super serious, you know. Have fun with your friends. Cut loose a little bit, you yeah. know. You know, when you got that big buck showing up on trail camp, that's when you get serious. But, you know, if you're just going out there with the boys going to hunt some pigs or something or in the marsh and stuff. So I didn't start off duck hunting. I'm kind of like y'all's story. I grew up deer hunting, pig hunting my whole life. You know, I got into high school, and I was just watching all these duck hunting videos. I was like, this looks awesome. So I started duck hunting and stuff, and it, I just, you know, you know how duck hunting is. It got addicted like that. But And then that's kind of when y'all started blowing up when I was later in high school and stuff about two years ago. And uh, I just started – vibing with y'all's videos and stuff but y'all did have this that ronitory roundup and it looked like y'all raised a pretty good amount for that one cause so y'all are starting yeah. out already yeah we we try to give back and we don't like we've we sponsored uh one of our buddies trent like his college bass like his boat we helped wrap his boat for you know fishing the college series we sponsored the hf like their fishing teams the anawak fishing teams like we try to give back as much as we can to Stuff that we we didn't have. I wish we would have had like fishing teams back then. So oh yeah, one hundred percent. I'm definitely down to you know donate to the kids for like sure. That, help that's, out. That I mean that's like I said, it's that that sense of gratitude that you're shown by them is insane. There's nothing like it. You know, of like all of us, I, like all our backgrounds combined, we still have a lot better than a lot of people. You know, yeah. we started in college and like having a great time in college, but. uh giving back to those kids and also just adults too it doesn't matter you don't have to be a kid we don't just work strictly with kids you know just the kids you know yeah. it helps bring in another group of hunters into this world that we want to keep passing on right but uh you know even working with the veterans and stuff you learn so so much about the other side of the world and what they've seen what they've gone through and stuff and it's just crazy to see like how blessed we have it here especially mm-hmm. like I know I don't always I'm too happy about being in college, but, you know, when you hear these stories and stuff, you start to really understand yeah. you can't take this for granted and the opportunities that we were given, you know. But also, at the end of the day, you know, going to college as well is, can be considered a full-time job, you know. A lot of these kids, and or all of us pretty much, are putting in 12 hours of study and every two days, you know, trying to keep the grades up so we can do stuff like that. And then a lot of us work on the side, too, you know, to – some cash in our pockets and pay for stuff as well but uh i mean i'm i couldn't be more blessed with this opportunity i was given and then to be us to running it now like you know this is our our thing Y'all's that baby. we can it take is. off with it's, i'm so grateful for like ttha because 
like I really do feel a part of something and I'm grateful for Garrett in the sense that like he truly like respects me and like wants me to run it with him and not just like a dude being like yeah this is this is mine <laughs> like you can join but like it's, this is mine yeah. <laughs> no but it's it's great I really do love it and like getting to provide things for our members and like I'm just so excited for this year because we have so many fun things planned and like the members are really excited which makes us really excited and it's all just yeah a and pile of gratitude and anything that y'all do like you know if we can help out with something or just show up and just be a part of it I mean if we're available it would definitely be fun and come to tailgates <laughs> that would be fun yeah tailgates I've, or just any event like I said I mean that I would like to see y'all's demographic of what age group and what audience y'all are pulling. I'm sure it's I think it's seventeen I mean, to twenty five is your main yeah, audience. The college, and, uh the college age and that's, I think yeah. is mainly our audience. And I'm excited about this, like having y'all on, y'all talking about this. Like a lot of people probably don't know that colleges offer something like this. And if you you're young high school and wanting to get into something like one hundred percent look, look yeah. for something like this, especially like the Texas kids. Like I said, if you're if say you want to join an organization but you necessarily don't want to join Greek life, and I have nothing against Greek life, you know, I love it. But uh if you want to join something different, you know, it's completely different from that. And so if you but if you want to feel like you have a purpose and a group that always has your back, you know, at any time of the day, say I'm going through anything or she's going through anything or the boys I have over there are going through anything, you just shoot a text in the group chat or call one of us. We'll be there for you, and you know, having that sense of unity with within the core group and stuff is awesome feeling, you know. And it just helps, you know, getting through. You know, it's a big transition. A lot of us moving out of our parents' homes and whatever, getting our first houses, and you know, trying to stay on the straight and narrow. But you know how sometimes that that ain't always. Oh, bro, it's hard. It's hard, you know. Hell, how old are y'all? How old are you, Mitch? Shit, I'm 28 now. 28. 28. Or 28. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, I I've been adulting for a little bit. Not well, long, yeah. but a little bit. Sucks well, sometimes. I didn't ever go to college. I graduated high school and had a full-time job three days after. There you so go. it was, um, you know, I didn't get the, the college life, so I still try to live it a little bit. Like for this sure. weekend we've been kind of, you know, getting a little rowdy. These, <laughs> these past few weekends have been fun Yeah, they've you, been huh? fun, but I – my ass is getting. I, I am feeling it. Like I I'm getting older. Good. Like last night, me and Mitch were like, "Hey, let's uh, let's go home." Like it's one a.m. I'm tired. Yeah, I definitely. It's been a blast doing all these. Um, I haven't got to do all these shows, but this weekend was. It's been great so far. Meeting a bunch of new people and making these networking, making connections. You know, helping people out. They help us out. That's what it's really all about. You, uh, Garrett, are you excited to, you got a gator hunt lined up with us? Oh, dude, you don't even know. I've told every single person I I know. know. As soon as it happened, I'm going to go shoot dove opener. Come down. You know, I mean, you're, I mean, I would love to. No, Gator Fest is that weekend. I'm saying all of us, y'all hop in the truck. I'm going to go shoot that gator in the morning. Then we go to Gator Fest and get tore up. The Gator Fest for us is big, a big event. So we got a, I've never heard of that. So Gator Fest, like it's right dab in the middle of gator season, which Texas which people don't know, Texas has is a twenty day. You have twenty days to harvest your alligators, all that. But we, Anawak, there's a festival where you can. It's live music, like for like four days straight. There's people bring in as the alligator roundup. So like, if you have tags in the state of Texas and you want to come bring them in, weigh them, and you show them off, mm. people like gather around. It's just like a whole big festival around those big ass lizards, you know, and a bunch of music and just having a good old time, yeah. and then you know. 
I think you're you're doing it on that Friday, huh? I'm doing it on that Friday, so yeah. I can, and then I want. I was talking to the boys and you know everyone. I was going to send it in our group chat. Who wants to go to Anaheim and go to Gator Fest? You know, just, it's Dove season opener the the first week of September, right? We're all probably shooting that, and then it's teal opener, which I can't wait for. And then I'm going to shoot me a Gator, and then I'm going to start getting ready for the white tails. Yeah, yeah. But dude, that's going to be a fun weekend. I, I would definitely say everybody, yeah, try to get as many of y'all down. Yeah. And we have a booth there. Hang out. We just party. Our booth is a, is a good time at Gator Fest because we got a lot of locals that come hang out. We're blasting tunes. Everyone's hanging out. We're selling hats and shirts, you know, meeting people, just having fun, man. And just checking out that way of life in Anahuac, you know, that's different. My boss, you know, my ex-employer, he's he lived in Anahuac for like 25 years. You know, he's lived all over Michigan, whatever. He's traveled the world, right? He said there's nothing like Anahuac, Texas. Yeah, it gets rowdy, bro. The southeast Texas area is, is a gym, man, in itself. So, um, But, yeah, no, it's going to be a good time. I was glad that you are able to – and, like I said, y'all need to try to bring as many people to, like, experience it, you I mean, know. I mean, we'll, we'll catch a room at the Motel 6. We'll get hey, three bro. or four of those and just come <laughs> kick it, you know. Hell, yeah, because for us, we actually go off on our seven, so it'll be just a full weekend of just – Getting rowdy. Oh, the, sweet. So all y'all will be there, huh, pretty much? Yeah. Sounds yeah. right Should up be. Should be. Yeah. I, I know at least <laughs> three or four of us. And then I, we're trying to get the Hunt Hoot guys down there, too. That would be awesome. Try to get them to come and uh Are start. they here this weekend? No, they're not here this weekend. They Boys are busy. But, I mean, I've been in contact with them all weekend trying to figure out. Because we have that. Then we have Rice Festival Rice in October. Festival, trying yeah. to get them down there for that. That's also – there ain't no hunting or nothing like that. But that's just talking about a – Good time. Rice Festival is really good time. Y'all need to come up for the Watermelon Fest. If it's not blazing hot, which is, I can't, I'm going to tell you it's going to be, Watermelon Fest in Luling, Texas is a pretty good time. When is that? When is the Watermelon Festival? It's in June, early June. I wonder if we could get a booth at that. Do they do? Oh, 100%. Vendors? 100% could. And it's, it's a cool deal, dude. And they got these giant uh, watermelons. I mean, I'm talking <laughs> monster watermelons. Biggest watermelons you've ever seen. And then... You know, last year, or I guess this year, a couple like a couple weeks ago, right? I mean, they had Flatland, everybody mm-hmm. there, you know, all these big names. And it's in the small-ass town of Luling, you know. That's a yeah. nothing town. It's a pass-through town. And uh, sorry if you're from Luling. I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on your town. But, you know, um, it's a good time, you know. And that's, like, stuff that your audience goes to, you know, or Strawberry Strawberry yeah. Fest. Strawberry Fest. And, I, I, Strawberry Fest in Floresville, you know. That's where my boy Tyler's from over there. He's from Floresville and stuff. And I thought there was a Strawberry Fest also in uh, Pasadena. Probably. I think so. I've uh, I've been drunk there once or twice. All right, we're back. Short little break. Um, I wanted to say something a minute ago that uh, you said the you've been a part of a bunch of people's, like, first year, like kids' first years. I did a – a program a few years back, my buddy Josh Winslow. It was a uh, the Texas Youth Hunting Program. One hundred percent, yeah. I mean, it's not as like intense as what you were talking about. Like you know, like they their families and stuff were there, but they just never had the chance or the opportunity to be able to do it. So I got to take out like this like fourteen year old kid and his dad to go shoot his first deer, you know. And we finally got it. You know, it was like I'm talking. I was more pumped up than when I shot my first deer. Oh, one Like, his dad is like, let's go. Like, we're chest bumping. <laughs> his kids high-fiving me. Like, they're, like, hugging and almost crying, you know. And it was just a doe, and I was just like, this is awesome. So, like, we did, like, a, you know, the whole thing where we came rolling back into the camp just like, gang, gang, you know. 
And it's so rewarding. Yeah. I, th- I think as you kind of mature as a hunter and, you know, you've been doing it for years, you, you kind of figure out that that's kind of what it's more about, you know, watching those kids or, you know, a lot of people it's about the dog, watching the dog work, man. It's, it's just a beautiful thing, man. Yes. And then the bird hunting, you know, it, it that's more like instant gratification hunting. Deer hunting, you know, you might grind all season to get that one deer that you're wanting or whatever, and that's a bunch of different, like, bass fishing for me is, like, my thing, and I'm still, I haven't hit that double digit. We were talking about it yesterday, but the day I do, oh, my gosh, bro, <laughs> I'm going to get me, like, a 45-ounce octane and house it, <laughs> freaking pee myself, get blackout drunk on an octane. We, uh, a lot of the boys, you know, I was telling you about, my boy, he grew up fishing. He's got a couple, couple dudge, double digits. Dad's got a 14 on the wall and stuff. I'm over here at the 8.5. You know, it's a very respectable fish, but we're going to Lake Fort in February. You know, we're going to go bounce those jigs off the bottom. Catch, I'm going to catch me a big Bertha. Oh, it's going to happen. It, you either go Lake Fork or if you're really wanting to go, which got rated the number one lake in Texas, is that OH Ivy. Yeah. That's where you can – if you go with, like, a, a guy that knows how to read electronics and all that shit – They'll put you on one. Oh, for sure. I watched a video of a dude catch like 65 pounds, his best five fish, and I'm like, how? Those damn electronics <laughs> and now, man, it's it's insane. I don't have, I don't use any of that shit. I just beat the hell out of the bank. That's how I fish, you know? And it and provides. It, you, it provides decently sized fish. I mean, I haven't caught a big fish, but uh, I've caught a lot of fish. Yeah. I mean, just during the spring when we really hit it. You and know. that's really the only time I bass fish is springtime when I go up with Porter. And Porter got me into fishing uh, up at Toledo Bend. That's really the You're only saying Toledo's fish. back on the top ten list? Yeah, right? it was like number four. There you go. Like in the nation. It just After that dude broke the lake record with that 16-whatever this year. That was this year, yeah. Yeah, they just – it, it went nuts again. And we're finally – the lake's finally getting back to like how it was a few years back. There's grass and stuff growing back on it. They – the Corps of Engineers really messed that lake up by spraying it and throwing carp and stuff in there. They killed all the damn grass. I hate nothing more than an Asian carp and a big buffalo carp. I hate no fish. Almost, it's in my top five least favorite beans on this animal. Like, on the uh, animals, fish, insects. It's top five for sure for me. Mosquitoes, fire ants. (laughs) Mosquitoes are up there. Gnats. Mosquitoes are number Carps. That's about it. That's a, those right there. They, it'll drive me insane. And what I don't get what the, the people, like these scientists or whatever, like, oh, yeah, we're going to throw carp in there. They're going to eat all the grass, and then they're going to die. It's like, bro, all they do is reproduce. They reproduce, mm-hmm. and they start eating everything. So, so I grew up in Austin, right? So Lake Austin, I actually, uh, all my boys went to high school. Grant Langmore, who has Lake Record, you know, big time in the bass fishing, like, you know, space and social media and stuff. I mean, back in the day before they dropped those carp in there in Lake Austin and they had all that hydrangea in there, dude, you were catching double digits yeah. pretty consistently. You know, they weren't, you know, he broke the lake record with like a 13.6, but you're catching 10, 10 pounders, you know, quite often. You're catching them all months, all 12 months, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's, and then they threw the carp in there and then they allowed you, they, they allowed people to bow fish on. Oh, National Anthem. National Anthem. If that does not get you hyped up, I'm telling you, bro. Beautiful. 
I, I love Best song ever. They, <laughs> they uh, last week we got a bunch of good uh, feedback on actually, you know, we paused for the prayer. We did the national anthem and people were like, dude, America. America. You know? <laughs> and that's what we're also trying to push that real hard, you know, like, man, we're all so lucky to live in this country and just enjoy it. Stop bitching. Absolutely. I mean, that kind of goes along with, like, what we're doing, too, through TTHA, because Texas State, like, they don't really like they us They do not much. like us uh, at we all. We <laughs> get no funding from the school, which is, like, That's a damn I don't know shame. how normal Zero. that is. No funding from the school. We don't get anything advertised about us. We don't, like, people don't even know we exist, and that's what we're trying to do and, like, grow bigger because we want people to, like, find like-minded people, you know, and, like, people who want to keep traditions alive and, like, patriotism and, like, all of that because I'm super big on that, and I just think it's important that people are able to find each other, especially at Texas State. And so with the school, you know, we can be – if we were an all-male organization, we'd get more funding, but why? Yeah. Why be all-male? Like, You'd have no. to be all-male. No, male. like, the girls help us so much, you know. If I need someone to pick up the phone, you know I'm calling – over all the other officers that are males, Savannah. You know why? She's going to pick up the phone. <laughs> well, yeah, she'll pick up the phone. She's level-headed, and she's... 100%, you she's know? Probably not hung over, you know? I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, I know what, when I was y'all's age, uh, I probably uh, wouldn't be the person that you'd want to call, you know what I'm saying? Ah, if you want to come come sip some cold snacks over at the house, Ooh. for sure. <laughs> Dude. But, uh... No, like that's like that's a big thing is we want to get more women in the organization. Like we have Definitely. a few, and you know, it would be, but it's and it's an awesome opportunity, you know, and it opens a lot more doors. You know, it's awesome to see out women in the outdoors. You know, this is a mainly male, and and that that's so insane that the school wouldn't want to be like, oh, exactly. you want to bring in females, that's, well, especially this time of age. Well, it's not even just the female part of it. It's also just the sheer what we stand for, you know? Yeah. You know, hunting, we're a bunch of murderers to uh, most of the people at school, so they're just, they're unintelligent on the situation of what we are and what hunting actually is. Like, if you look at it, hunters are the most land, like, they preserve the land better than anyone else, you know? They care about wildlife more than, you know... Dude, look at just go read a bunch of Theodore Roosevelt quotes, and he, that dude was brilliant in the outdoor game, and he knew what was uh what needed to happen. Like he was the one that like basically got like the national parks and everything set really? up in America. Like, yeah, that dude was intelligent. He he was before his time on all that stuff for so. sure. And you know, you saw you know pintails back in the day. I don't know how long. Were pintails multiple when you started duck yes, hunting? It used to be, and now you know it's one. And I was talking to uh. I think it was Delta Waterfowl or somebody that's here, and they were saying, you know, with with the hunter's help and stuff, by only shooting one pintail every time, you you know, that's your limit. Now they're saying 2024, 2025, that they're about to juice the pintail where you can shoot three Drake pintails. Yeah. I don't know Sweet. about y'all, but if I could have a three pintails in my limit, <laughs> that'd be oh, a good dude, day. It would help us so much because most of our hunts go first volley. It's a big group of pintail because that's like – Bust a penny, and then you're... Yeah, then we're like, shit. And then you're... So the whole time we're like, you know, ducks cup in. It's like, right, everybody hand. get ready. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, we have to check up because... Yeah, you, and you know, a gadwall, a gadwall hen and a pintail hen 
look very similar, especially in early season, you know. And so it does make hunting a lot more challenging, which I kind of like. But also, you know, it's just the stipulations sometimes are a little tough for people that are new to it and they're trying to get into it. So it's like, you know, I can get where a lot of people are scared to start, like, doing that. I mean, we talked to a bunch of uh, kids yesterday that, you know, want to start getting into waterfowl hunting and I'm wanting to take, you know, a bunch of people out to be able to kind of just teach them the ropes and tell them. All I got to say is uh, your paychecks are going to leave after you start duck hunting because that is the most addictive hunting. That and hog hunting are the two most addictive huntings I've personally done. Those two have my, I mean, I'm not, mom, don't listen to this, but uh, I'll skip class to go shoot a limited ducks, and I'll skip class to go shoot a 300-pound pig. 100%. You know. I've never been duck hunting. Yeah, so she's so that well, like she told me that the other day, and I was like, so my boy Brock, y'all just met him. He grew up down south, right? And he's he's got the spots, man. He got the juice when it comes to the birds down south. You know, redheads, camasbacks, all of them. You know, and he was like, hey, you want to go hunting? Yeah. What? You know, we were in the dorms. He was like, you want to go hunting? I was like, yeah. What are we? What are you talking about? And so she told me like two days ago, I ain't never been duck hunting. And I was like, oh, we can change that. We're changing that up. You know. <laughs> I, w- I want to take your, you know, I want to give her the real experience, though. So, we're going to go maybe, like, December when it gets real cold. So, she has to, you know. Well, yeah, wait till it gets cold, man. Well, un- unless you all come down for the uh, Gator Fest weekend, we can probably work something out. For sure. That'd and then um, we can probably get it. I mean, there's know. those teal. So, what's fucked up with the bird world is you start out shooting the hardest bird to shoot out of the air with doves. And then you go right into teal, which are almost just as hard to hit as a dove. And then those you get the big old ducks rolling through, you know, like a big old mallard, you know, just floating through. And then I know y'all go up north every year, so y'all are shooting them Canadians and all oh. that stuff. You know, that's a big old. It's yeah. not like a sack of potatoes falling Pretty out. Pretty diverse, the you know the species that we get to shoot. But those teal usually come in in big wads. You yeah, know? So you kind of just. It's kind of one of those things where you're like, which one do I shoot? A lot of the times, you got to pick one out. So I had an old man who kind of helped me get into duck hunting. Like I wanted to get into duck hunting, but you know, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know. I was blown on a – I blew up my – I bought a shitty acrylic double reed call, you know, from Academy, right? I'm fucking sitting in my room pissing off my parents just wailing on this thing. He's like, why are you doing that? He's like, a bird can hear that, right? A very chuck. So he taught me that, and he's like, hey. And when he took me duck hunting, and it was teal opener, and this was like the best year of ducks we had. And this was like, well, I guess four years ago because the bird's been shit in Central Texas. Um, he, we kept having giant groups of teal, and I was whiffing. I was just straight muffing him all the time. He's like, dude, just because it's a big group, you still got to pick out individual birds, and that's, like, the biggest tip, right? You you shoot a bird, follow that fucker down the ground, right? You know, tr- chasing whatever y'all call it. We call it chasing the shot, you know. It's just like with a bow, you know. That's my that's what I, that's my expertise level is towards bow hunting and stuff like that and stuff, but – uh. I'm getting her out duck hunting. I'm going to get some other kids out duck hunting. I want to take the kids out duck hunting and stuff. You know, I work with an outfitter, you know, where I can, you know, public land's a grind, a very big grind, especially around here. And, you know, I want to go work for an outfitter, you know, down in like El Campo and those rice fields or something down there where I can just, you know, they got birds on birds on birds. And that would make it way more fun for these kids and then get them hooked. And then you have that many more people in the space that are, you know, promoting duck hunting and keeping it alive you know because i'm never not gonna hunt you know yeah but yeah. uh if you're going to texas state this year or you're thinking about joining 
an organization, check your school, you know, not just Texas State, but there's quite a few colleges that just started TTHA chapters and, you know, everyone's dues are a little bit different, but it's a great program for everyone to join. Um, I highly recommend it, and it also just really helps out, you know, conservation of hunting and spreading the word of hunting and keeping it going, you know. But if you are coming to Texas State and you want to just come check us out, I'm not saying you have to join, but come to one of our tailgates, come to one of our parties we throw, or come to a, just a, you know, we do a little kickback stuff at the house, and or just, you know, we'll go to the pool day or float the river, you know. And it's also, like, important to know that even if you're not, like, a hunter or a fisher or, like, have never done that stuff before, like, you can still join. 100%. We don't seclude just because you may not know anything. You may have never touched a gun, never touched a fishing pole, never been in the outdoors in that sort of scenario. But it's, like, we want to introduce those things to people and we want to show them that it's not everything they hear nowadays. You know, like, I think that's a big thing, especially at Texas State I was talking about earlier is, like, you hear, and what Garrett said, like, murderers, and, like, we're just so, we're such horrible Just a bunch people. of big rednecks, you yeah, know. Rednecks. We're not. And like, we're not rednecks. We're not redneck at all, really. And know. it's just important to know that no matter your background, no matter where you came from, what you've done, what you want to do, like, even if you don't plan on ever wanting to really hunt or fish, that's not really your thing. Just finding like-minded people or finding a new group of people and, like, things you may be interested that you never thought of before, I think it's really important to, like, broaden yourself and open your mind up to different it can even simple down to if you like cold free beer yeah and want to come hang out and drink cold free beer (laughs) man come out i think i'm about to go to college you know (laughs) like you don't have or it just say you want to shoot a gun right you know you can hit up one of us you don't have to want to hunt you know maybe that's not what you like but if you want to shoot a gun you know and go clay shooting or something like that i we are more than welcome to like Take y'all out, show you the proper way to do stuff, gun safety, how to handle firearms, how to do it the proper way, you know. But, again, you don't have to hunt. You don't have to fish. You know, you could just want to be a part of something and, you know, whether and you just couldn't either afford Greek life or couldn't do Greek life or you just haven't found an organization that you don't like, that you like yet, come check us out and, you know, we might be the fit for you. You don't have to hunt. I'm All I'm saying is, but... I've never seen somebody that went hunting and not liked it. If they, you know, got oh, yeah. something or just even went out there, you know, the prettiest sunsets I've ever seen were either in the duck marsh or sitting in a sitting out at the deer lease, you know, duck or deer hunting and duck hunting and stuff like that. You know, if you just like nature and looking at the stars, you know, we can do that stuff, you know. So and to the sure. girls, I definitely say like, don't be intimidated by it. Like I was definitely intimidated by TTHA at first because. When I went to the first, like, member meeting, like, the interest meeting, it was me, Maya, and I think one other girl. Was that Ellie or what? Yeah, it was Ellie. And I was like, what the hell? And I I knew no one but Maya, and I barely knew Maya. I can't remember even how I met her. But I was like, I don't know about this. I was scared to talk. I was scared to, like, give my opinion about anything. So I was like, these boys look like they know more about hunting and fishing than I do, which they did. But I also had to tell myself, like, don't be intimidated by it. Like, if you're a girl and you want to join, like, there's nothing wrong with that. And by you joining, you're creating a better space for more girls to join and, like, recruiting more girls and wanting girls to join. And I just think it's important to not be so intimidated by it and just speak your mind and have fun and be a part of it. Don't be shy about it. And 
like weary just because there's not a lot of girls in it because by you joining you're going to be starting to make more girls in the organization yeah and we welcome everybody i don't care what you look like who you are what you stand for we don't care you know we're all individual and different just come say what up you know kind of like y'all's thing is y'all are all different but all got the same kind of views right and y'all kind of in y'all's own space in this world of like social media and the outdoor social media of Fuck it, we're gonna do what we want to do, you know, yeah, and, and that's, that's what, what we do. That's what it's always been. We don't, we personally don't really try to dwell on the opinions of others. We just try to have a good time, promote positivity, and have fun in the outdoors. But uh, we're about to get this thing wrapped up. We're about to uh, get the booth open. Savannah, do you have a final message for the for the women audience, the woman audience women. that want to get into hunting or fishing, and you know, want to join, maybe look into joining your organization. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Truth is gonna lose Sorry, his that just mind. Me off guard. I wish y'all could see over here. I know, Truth's yeah, a freak. we have a, a mount of some kind of ringtail cat. Ringtail ring cat, and somebody just came up and just is holding it like a baby. But anyway, for the women, I would definitely say like it's easier said than done. But be outgoing. Just talk to people. Open broaden your horizons and just like don't be afraid to be vocal in the outdoors just because you're a girl and I like being a girl means nothing especially in today's day and age like it's it's not that big thing that it used to be that girls are in the outdoors you know but definitely be open to it and don't be shy about it and just tell other girls. I know if when I was younger, I wish I had, like, some girl I saw in the outdoors to look up to. And, like, again, with those kids that we work with, knowing that they can look up to women in the outdoors and be like, oh, like, girls do this too. Like, when I grow up, she's old. When I grow up, I can be in the outdoors too, and I can do these kind of things. And I think it's important to set those examples for young women and that there is no boundary. Like, the sky's the limit. You can do anything so, yeah, I think it's just important to know you can do anything you put your mind to. Hell, yeah. Well said. Well said. Y'all seem like a bunch of well-rounded people. I've enjoyed all of y'all, and uh, I definitely plan on working with y'all in the future or at least just hanging out, you know. For so, sure. Thank you, Tanner. <laughs> Ruskus, best kolaches in Texas. But uh, if, if y'all want to follow our social media so you can reach out, shoot me a DM. I'll personally respond to you. It's uh, TXST underscore TTHA. It'll be, I don't know if y'all can see this sign behind me, but it will be that sign as our logo on, you know, Instagram. We can, what we'll do is we'll crop that. We'll put that sign on the the header of the YouTube video. Sweet. And like, you know, shoot us a DM. Whether it just, if you just want some cool ass Texas State merch or Southwest Texas yeah. merch, like if you're an alum, we do that too. Just strictly merch. You don't have to be associated with this at all. But, you know, a lot of the merch we sell is alumni of Southwest Texas State. Not Texas State, you know. They yeah. didn't go to Texas State. They went to Southwest Texas. So, you know, anybody, shoot us a DM. You just want some Bobcat merch, you know. That's, you know, we're here for everybody. We're here to serve the people. We were blessed with the opportunity to serve the people. And uh, we're going to take this thing as far as we can take it, you know. Sky's the limit, like she said. But uh, it was nice talking to you all today, boys. Let's yeah, get this show so rolling. Got yeah. a couple more hours here, you know. Let's get, let's that get it going. That was a good podcast. You are well-spoken and – I think people are going to enjoy this episode for sure, Aww. especially a young crowd. They're going to be like, okay, this is cool. Something I can be a part of. Yeah, so. for sure. Anything else, Mitchell? I'm good with it, man. Let's get rolling. All righty, guys.
Thank you all for episode 40, and uh, this will be out in a few days.